1: So I've been—I was—I looked up a little bit of Latin, and I apologize to um, to anybody who actually knows Latin because I bet this is wrong. But I was thinking, um, "Capto potentiatum hebdonus, which is power grab of the week yeah. in Latin. kids capturing power weekly is really what it is and it's terrible but I really think that it sort of fits I so I have done I think an admirable job of not watching television 24-7, not watching the news, well, I don't have a television, watching the news 24-7, because otherwise it would make me irrationally angry and irrationally fearful. So imagine my surprise when I'm casually checking out the headlines on Google News and I see that President Trump has claimed that he's going to adjourn Congress, and I'm like, wait, what? What is the, what, huh? Um, and he went on about, oh, I have all the power. And he, he believes that he has power to change the 31 flavors at Baskin Robbins and to move <laughs> around dots on cheetahs. And I mean, like here are leopards. He, he, he thinks he's got a lot of powers that I'm not entirely certain that he has. And then I, so of course I was like, oh, he doesn't have the power to do that. But then there was that niggling thing in the back of my head that said, maybe he does have the power to do that. Yeah. Crap, now I have to ask Augie. Um, So should I be laying awake at night worried about this? Does he actually have the power to do this?
0: Okay, so let's take a step back, all right?
1: Oh, let's take a bunch of steps back. back. Can we go back to like December when this wasn't a thing (laughs) and tell ourselves what's about to happen?
0: Yeah, for our loyal listeners, Nia and I try to put together a kind of sort of um, an agenda or an outline of things that we want to do podcast episodes on.
1: Oh, remember when that used to work? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we were so sweet back then. Yes. Right.
0: <laughs> so, pretty much what we envisioned for the spring, okay, got blown up, right? <laughs> We have a a shared Google doc of of items, okay, podcast episode topics, okay, that now is probably like three pages long and we're never going to go ahead and complete them, okay, because of everything that's happened since, you know, in many cases since February maybe as far back as January, but nevertheless, right?
1: We won't complete them for this semester.
0: No, we won't.
1: We, so. we might complete them in our lifetimes because we're both relatively young.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. But yeah, uh-huh. I mean, at one point we were going to talk about who owned the animals in the zoo and that's just gone by the wayside, <laughs> hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Remember those idyllic days when you could care about things like that instead of caring about somebody adjourning the freaking Congress?
0: So... If you go to the United States Constitution. um, Which we do.
1: And we have linked on the research guide because we love it.
0: Yes. Okay. Um, In Article Two of the Constitution, which deals with the office of the president and specifically Section Two, Clause Three. It says presidents have recess appointment authority, basically meaning that if the United States Senate is in recess, then a president can appoint people for vacancies in the executive branch or the federal courts, okay? Now, you might be wondering, well, isn't Congress in recess a lot? Well, they may not be working as hard as you want them to. (laughs) But they don't take that many recesses, particularly the modern Congress since the, you know, if you date it back to, for instance, the 1970s and 80s, most of the time Congress will recess for a week or two uh, to do campaigning or for a particular holiday, but they're not officially adjourned. And if they're not officially adjourned, then are they in recess?
1: Well, okay, wait. Yes. So they don't do what the, what the Supremes do, where they just, they say, peace, we're done, and they go away for several months.
0: That's, <laughs> no, they do not. Okay. okay.
1: So, so their breaks are significantly smaller and...
0: Yeah, so for instance, Neil, what you're bringing up with uh, the Supreme Court, when the Supreme Court issues its uh, final decisions for a particular term, usually by the last week of June, though, again, this year, um, since the United States Supreme Court has postponed uh, oral arguments uh, basically for the last three weeks, and they only announced this week that they will do some uh oral arguments remotely okay in may okay we don't know when the supreme court term the current term will end right but typically the supreme court ends the last week of june and then they don't return to work until like the third week of september okay
1: they take I, summers off they take they, they take summers off so they can go make speeches places and teach overseas and
0: yeah they teach overseas you know and
1: in the case of rbg be picked up by a european basketball team for a while and
0: you know justice clarence thomas uh he and his family uh take their uh well equipped well accommodated recreational vehicle and they drive around the united states
1: Oh, my heck. So you could be in the grocery store and you're in the pasta aisle and there's Justice Thomas and you're like, oh, okay. Hello, sir.
0: Yep. You know, you could be at a campground and, you know.
1: And the guy next to you in the RV next to you looks an awful lot like that Supreme Court Justice Thomas. Oh, my gosh. Not. Okay. <laughs> that so, would be awesome.
0: So the, the current controversy that me nee and I are referencing is the fact that as we are recording the day before President Trump, okay, announced that if uh, the United States Congress, okay, was in recess because of the COVID-19 pandemic, and because the United States Senate had not acted on some of his nominations for vacant executive branch positions, He was going to use another presidential power, okay, and that is the presidential power of adjourning Congress. And what many Americans don't understand is that not only can the president adjourn Congress, though by the way, historically, no president has ever used that authority. Okay.
1: With good reason, I would think. If you go around adjourning Congress, (laughs) that's not. I mean, even even though I have often claimed that I would like to be dictator of the United States, I don't know that even I would 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 think that that was a good idea. I'd have to. There'd have to be some awfully extreme circumstances. Yeah, I mean, typically. And if that didn't happen in World War Two, well. And it didn't happen on 9-11. I'm not sure that COVID counts. And I know COVID is a terrible thing. Please, please listeners, do hear me when I say I understand that 25,000 deaths is 25,000 too many, literally. Like, yeah. nobody should have died from this. And I feel bad for that. But that doesn't... We have had extreme events in this country. And no president has... Adjourned Congress?
0: No. What we have had is presidents also exercising an authority listed in the Constitution to convene Congress. So, for instance, uh, when the southern states seceded, President Lincoln actually used his constitutional authority to convene Congress so the Union could respond to the, you know, secession of the southern states. But, you know, presidents, I mean, what you're pointing to is the fact that historically, the federal government institutions typically don't like to mess with how the other institutions do their work, right?
1: Well, it invites further... Oh, escalation. Yeah. I mean, right? if I were Congress, I'd be like, "I, right, you can try to adjourn us. We'll see you in court, Bubba. And that would be, and and then it would be a protracted, sure. like, drama-filled, not only that, but don't they still have to approve those, anything that's done sure. while they're adjourned? So, you know. So that's a way to kill a candidate, like. Yeah, so cuz I would take it out on the cat. I'm petty. I admit it. I am petty, petty, petty. And if I was the senator from Virginia and they and he adjourned me and then I had to actually approve nominees when I got back to legit recon- reconvening, oh, I'd slam them so hard, so fast. I don't I you could put forward the greatest saint that has ever walked the face of the earth, and I would say nope, cause I so, would not take kindly to that. I would also yeah. slash the president's budget all to snot, but that's just me.
0: But but what you're pointing to is <laughs> the fact that these institutions do have mechanisms to respond to what they think are overreaches by the other institutions. Okay um and so this entire podcast is at least constitutionally about two powers enumerated in the constitution that are set aside for the president the first is what's called the recess appointment power and what president trump is claiming is that he has nominated a number of individuals for vacant executive branch positions, some of which he claims, okay, are important in the federal government's response to the pandemic. And because the United States Congress has not been meeting, okay, they haven't been acting on his nominations. And again, what when I teach constitutional law, a lot of my students are like, what do you mean the president can make recess appointments. And I said, okay, so let's say, for instance, the United States Senate uh, recesses without acting on a president's nomination to uh, the head of the Central Intelligence Agency, right? Now,
1: yeah, we need one of those.
0: Yeah, we need one of those. We need somebody running, okay, or, you know, you know, paramount, spy agency of the
1: <laughs> it would be good let's put it that way it'd be good if we had somebody doing that okay and being and being accountable to that yes. i mean yes. that's part of why you want people in those positions is so that there's accountability ability
0: right so the president um according to the constitution can appoint somebody to be the head okay And that person gets to keep their job, okay, until uh, a congressional session ends. Now, a congressional session is basically two years. It runs the length of your standard House of Representative members term in office, right? So for the current United States Congress, their current, if you will, session will end at the end of this year after the November elections, right? So, okay. So, let's say the Senate doesn't act on the president's nominee. So, the president says, okay, my nominee is now the recess appointment to lead the CIA. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Okay. Now, let's just say, and, and by the way, there have been some, you know rather important recess appointments made by presidents in our country's history, and I'll just give you one example when uh, President Eisenhower came into office okay as, uh, uh, as president. he won the uh, 1952 presidential election, okay um. Congress was not in session when the Chief Justice, okay, died. Okay. And that was, um, well, I can't believe I might get this wrong. I think it was Harlan Fist Stone. Okay. Um, uh, uh, Nia, are you looking that up?
1: I can, if you'd like.
0: Yes. Who, who uh. did um, uh, Earl Warren replace on the Supreme Court?
1: You go to the Supreme Court website, because we love them. Vincent?
0: Oh, yeah. Chief Justice. Stone, um, you
1: you were one early. Stone was before, and then Vincent, and then Earl Warren. Yeah. So
0: Eisenhower, because of the deal that he made at the Republican National Convention in 1952, had promised Earl Warren, who was governor of California, that if you throw your support behind me, um, uh, uh, I will uh, give you whatever federal government job you want if I win. And Earl Warren said the first vacancy on the Supreme Court. The first vacancy was for Chief the- Justice of the Supreme Court.
1: Yeah, and that's a weird thing that the Chief justices they don't move up, you don't move up by seniority.
0: Nope. That nope.
1: position is appointed separate
0: yes. from seniority.
1: Course, you, could yeah, be, you could have yeah, been on the, the court 100 years and still not end up being chief justice. You don't move right. up in rank.
0: And, and in fact, it, the accepted wisdom is a sitting Supreme Court justice should never be promoted to chief justice because that will upset the rest of his colleagues, most of whom also believe that they should be... Ho- be be what
1: (laughs) the supreme the The chief justice Justice. yeah well and isn't the only thing that it gets you is sitting closer to the chief justice (laughs) like (laughs) seniority moves you closer i think
0: yes in
1: in how you sit
0: okay where you sit during oral arguments but let's face it being chief justice okay you're first among equals your vote doesn't count more Right. right you don't get to overrule your, your colleagues, okay? You basically get paid more money to be the main administrative officer of the U.S. federal court system.
1: Right. You sign a bunch of paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> That's your job. In addition to being a judge, you also sign a bunch of paperwork. Okay, so, so wait, so, so wait. wait, wait. let me ask our, a question. Let me yeah. ask a question. Okay, or no, rather, let me make a clarification if it's okay with you sure so we're in the 116th congress yes and there are always two sessions in each congress and this session this congress had january 1st 2019 to january 3rd 2020 yes and then january 3rd 2020 to present which will be january something something of next year january 2nd or what is third but but what you're talking about are, so they say January 3rd to January 3rd, but at Christmas, they all go away for two weeks or three weeks.
0: Yeah, and the, and the framers intent here was, if Congress isn't in session and cannot act on a presidential nomination, okay, you still need people to go ahead and fill these important positions.
1: But yeah, you need a chief justice.
0: So the logic was, to ensure government operations, the president should have the ability to appoint somebody on an interim basis as a recess appointment. Now, this is where politics kicks in. What if the United States Senate is of the opposition party to the president? They may not be taking votes on nominees for vacant executive branch or judicial positions simply because they're the opposition party. Or what if you're the president and you take your time on nominating somebody and you wait until the Senate does recess because you feel fairly certain the Senate won't approve your person?
1: (laughs) Although, technically, when they come back on whatever day they come back, that person ceases to be the interim.
0: No, 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 no.
1: They keep their position until the end of the congressional
0: session. Oh. Oh. So, so done now,
1: of- it would go till, okay, done now, it would go till January. Yes. Oh, that's dashed clever, isn't it? Yes. Of whoever is advising the president, whatever Machiavellian guy with a white cat is, is uh, Doctor Eviling the president? Um, Because I'm not entirely certain that most presidents have fully explored this thought, but I suspect that people who work for presidents lay in bed at night thinking about loopholes. (laughs) Well, and,
0: and to give you an example of, you know. Such Machiavellian politics, this actually arose in a Supreme Court case in 2014. Okay, National Labor Relations Board versus Canning, right? So Barack Obama wins a second term as president. And then, okay, the United States Senate, okay, uh, the Republicans regain control of a majority in the Senate. And the current Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell, made it basically very clear that there were certain nominees that Barack Obama was either planning on making, okay, or had already made, would probably not get consideration by his Senate. (laughs) So the Obama administration waited for the Senate to go into recess. And at that point, okay, one of the federal agencies, okay, that was not doing its work because vacancies had not been filled was the National Labor Relations Board. And if you don't know what that agency does, it's basically an independent regulatory commission that has the authority to settle, okay, labor disputes between management and workers. And it has the authority to enforce the federal government's labor laws. For instance, okay, Uh, the federal government's minimum wage law, or the requirement that if you are um, in non-management positions, if you work over 40 hours a week, you get considered overtime pay, time and a half, right? So.
1: We'll put a link on the research guide.
0: Okay, so Obama waits for the Senate to go into holiday recess and he nominates three people to fill vacancies on the Na- National Labor Relations Board. Three people who he knew the United States Senate, controlled by Republicans, would have rejected, or heck, they may not have even given them hearings or votes right? And he claimed because the Senate was in recess, per the Constitution, he had the authority to make these recess appointments. Without those three appointments, the National Labor Relations Board didn't have enough members. They didn't have quorum to meet, so they could not enforce the nation's labor laws.
1: Okay, so he felt like he had to do that in order to enforce the law.
0: That's right. The Senate's position was, we don't like who you, who you indicated you were going to appoint, so we're not going to act on them. And oh, yeah, by the way, we're not in recess. Well, these three people are recess appointments. They start doing their job. The National Labor Relations Board issued a ruling against this guy, uh, Noel Canning, who ran, I believe, a Pepsi distributorship, okay?
1: Okay, that's great with his last name. Yes. Just saying.
0: Yeah, Canning, thank (laughs) you very much, right? And the National Labor Relations Board issued a ruling against him because he didn't want to negotiate uh, to allow a union at his distributorship. And he said, the National Labor Relations Board can't issue any rulings against me, because their last three appointments were unconstitutional. Because the United States Senate claimed it never went into recess. The Obama administration said, yeah, they did. Okay, they went into recess for the holidays. The case goes to the Supreme Court, and a unanimous Supreme Court ruled against the Obama administration. And basically what the Supreme Court said in a majority
1: Wait, of, I'm sorry, you said unanimous? Yes, unanimous.
0: Okay. Okay. All of the justices ruled against the Obama administration. And basically what the Supreme Court said was the president doesn't get to decide if the Congress, specifically the Senate is in recess. Who gets to decide that? The Senate.
1: Okay? Well, okay. I get to tell you when I'm done. (laughs) Not you tell me when you think I'm done. So Trump, okay,
0: you know, this week goes ahead and says, okay, fine. If you guys claim that you're not in recess, even though you're not really doing anything during the pandemic, okay? um, And the Supreme Court has told the office of the president you can only make recess appointments when congress is in recess guess what i'm going to adjourn you
1: <laughs> okay so obama could have adjourned the senate sure he didn't well, do it because that's quite the oh that's that's that huge. is quite the bridge that yes. is very far from where you are. <laughs> when they say a bridge too far, sure. that's the one they're talking about. Yes. Okay. Is going around adjourning. Yes. Adjourning right. Congress. That's
0: right. Okay. The only problem is, and of course, constitutional law scholars are like, he, he's claiming what? No president has ever attempted to adjourn Congress. No president. Right. Okay.
1: So... So let me ask questions cuz I have many 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 but yes I just want to ask a couple here okay, to start sure. with. Okay so <clears throat> currently isn't there a Republican majority in the Senate? Sure. So any slow walking being done now is being done by the Republican party. Sure. Right? Because the Democrats can't stop a nominee. If they could have stopped a nominee, they would have stopped Brett Kavanaugh. Yes. Among others. But, I mean, they do not have the power to stop a nominee right now, right?
0: That is correct.
1: So, uh, so basically, it's a threat against his own party.
0: Yeah, he's basically going he, ahead and when saying... When he's
1: saying, I'm going to adjourn you, he's threatening... His own guy, Mitch McConnell, yes, and saying Mitch, get this done. And so, and Mitch, Mitch McConnell McC- must have feelings about some of these appointees.
0: No, what Mitch McConnell has said is, Mr. President, we're not, we haven't been acting on your nominees because guess what we've been focusing on for roughly the last month and a half? The pandemic,
1: right? Okay. Right, but I mean. Uh, his Donald Trump is like you're not doing the pandemic twenty four seven. You could be doing my nominees.
0: Well, but the the larger point here is Trump doesn't want apparently any checks and balances. Okay. And right. At, and at this point, I mean, based on comments that Mitch McConnell made yesterday, Mitch McConnell's basically gone ahead and said, Mr. President. There's no disagreement between the Houses of Congress, okay? You know, and, and, and that's what constitutional law scholars are focused on. The president can only adjourn Congress if there is disagreement between the House and Senate as to whether or not they're in recess. Well, according to Mitch McConnell, okay, there's no disagreement,
1: Okay, Okay. wait, wait. So we haven't gotten to this part, and now now I'm all sitting on the edge of my seat. Wait, wait, wait. So the second part of this, so the the first part of this is recess appointments, and the second part of this is adjournment. Yes. So the circumstances for adjournment are...
0: The houses of Congress are in disagreement as to whether or not they are in session and according to Mitch McConnell and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, and according to Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi and Minority Leader Kevin uh, McCarthy, um, there's no disagreement. Congress is not in recess. Are they actively meeting? No, because they're following the Center for Disease Control's guidelines on avoiding large group gatherings.
1: But they are doing stuff electronically, I think, or at least...
0: Sure they have. I, I mean, remember, email and, you know, you know, know whatever.
1: The episode they passed the CARES Act. Right.
0: So okay. they're doing stuff. They're doing stuff. The problem is...
1: They're okay. not doing the
0: stuff he wants them to be doing. That's right. Okay. And this is where I think the difficulty is going to be for President Trump is that his people... Okay, particularly his party in the Senate, okay, are going to push back, okay, because again, they understand that if a Republican president does this now, what's to stop a Democratic president doing that in the future?
1: Yeah, I'm tapping my nose because that's what exactly what I was going to say was, was if you open this door, other presidents will walk through it. Sure. Like we know that with all doors, the first president says, Hey, what's behind this door. And they open up the door and it doesn't look bad. And they flick on the light and they're like, Oh, it's an empty room. I'll just go in it and do a thing. And then other presidents are like, well, he went through the door and he didn't get killed. So they go through the door. So what they're basically the Congress is doing is trying to put spikes inside the door and say, if you do this, then we will shred you and every president that comes behind you that thinks that it's a good idea to just adjourn us when you feel like making making recess appointments. So I'm sure that Obama being a, I think, isn't he a constitutional scholar?
0: He did teach constitutional law at the University of Chicago. He,
1: he probably thought briefly about it, and I could just adjourn the Congress, and then I could do whatever I want. And then he thought it through and thought, oh, that's a long-lasting thing that I might be making a huge mistake if I did.
0: Well, and Nia, to further your point, if the Supreme Court ever heard a case where a president... Okay, so let's go with this hypothetical. Trump decides to adjourn the Congress, right? The United States Congress says, okay... You um, can't do that. You can't do that um this such a case would more than likely end up in front of the supreme court because this is a big one guys right this is oh. what does what does this particular power actually mean
1: well it completely usurps the idea of democracy and and having a legislative body in the first why don't you just declare yourself dictator? I mean like really this is the kind of crap I would do (laughs) if I wanted to be dictator of the United States I'd be like first of all let me get rid of the because isn't that one of the first things that happens in every coup is that they is they get rid of the parliament of wherever or the whatever legislative body like they get rid of the people's representatives that's the first thing they do and then they start whipping the Supreme Court into line. I mean, it's very, it's scary. It's a little scary, I'm going to say.
0: Yes. So let's say this case gets to the Supreme Court. If the court followed the logic of the Canning case, okay, um, President Trump loses. Right. Okay. Because remember, in the Canning case, Justice Breyer's majority opinion clearly states. Who gets to decide, okay, if Congress is in, re- uh, the Senate is in recess? The Senate. the Senate. Who gets to decide whether or not there is disagreement between the two houses of Congress as to whether or not they're in recess?
1: <laughs> the houses of Congress.
0: Uh, the houses of Congress, right? uh, Probably
1: the few, t- one of the few times when Nancy and Mitch sit down for a beer and don't pour it on each other, yeah. but <laughs> instead say, Oh, this, no, 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 this is not happening.
0: Okay. Now, it, it, and here's one of the other great ironies, okay? The, the Trump administration, okay, has hollowed out the bureaucracy. You and I have talked about this.
1: Yeah, it's been deliberately not hiring people. They've been deliberately firing people. We're going to take all of science and move it to Kansas and see who actually wants to do science because everybody else is going to quit. I mean... Uh, so, sorry, I'm a little bitter. I'm a little bitter about what's happened with...
0: No, but we, we've talked about this, okay? Critics have pointed this out, okay? For a presidential administration to accuse the Congress of slow-walking nominations when there are countless political appointed positions in the executive branch, okay, that have been vacant for most of the Trump administration, okay? Hello? You mm-hmm. have to
1: admire the chutzpah, really. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, in some ways, in the, in the dictionary under chutzpah, there's just a picture of Donald Trump. Because um, he's, he, he's got it in spades, man. He, he, uh, he likes ideas like this for whatever reason, because I feel certain he didn't come up with it himself. I'm sure that somebody on his team said, oh, you know. There's
0: somebody in the White House Legal Counsel's office
1: Right. He said, what can I do about this? And they said, well, you could always adjourn the Congress. And they said it like, ha, ha, ha. And he said, what? Wait, I can do what? And they were like, uh, uh, we'll get back to you with a memo, sir. Bye. And then that guy got fired and somebody else had to write the memo.
0: <laughs> that's, one because... times, that's one of those times, Neil, when you're in a, a staff meeting, and somebody jokingly throws out an idea and the head of the meeting or the head of the organization says, no, 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 no. Let's discuss that. Right. And, every, and everybody right. else around the table is like, they start staring at the person who made you, like, the joking suggestion.
1: Yeah. Like we're all going to, you know, we're all going to bring a, a, kitten for petting at work one day, and the person says, oh, you know, I've heard that's really beneficial, and people in the room are allergic, they're like, are you kidding me? Why would you bring something like that up? What are you doing? Yeah, no. it's Okay, so what you're telling me then, I'm going to, what here, listen, I'm going to take the total positive out of what you've said. Okay. Which I know um, a lot of your students don't regularly do, but I'm going to. What I'm going to take as the positive here is just because you can do a thing doesn't mean that you will be allowed for that thing to stand. Yeah. Like he I mean, is- he could do this in the sense that he could say, I have adjourned Congress and I have appointed these people. He could do it all like on paper. And I don't know what, I don't know what it constitutes turning it in. I don't know who you turn your homework into when you're the president. Who does he send a note to?
0: Well, if we follow the precedent of presidents convening Congress, uh, the president actually sends a letter to both the Speaker of the House and the Senate Majority Leader.
1: Oh, okay. Saying, I've sent you home wow i want to see nancy pelosi's face when she gets that actually you know what i want to see mitch mcconnell's face well when that letter arrives and they're like oh you think so Mm -hmm. because like now my question is okay so let's just say even though we both know that 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 this is a logistical nightmare and that it is also a presidential nightmare in the sense of setting a bad precedent and those sorts of things. Let's just say that Donald Trump does it because this is a president that doesn't seem to worry too much about setting precedents for future. I I, I don't know whether whether it's because he thinks there will be no future presidents or because he thinks we've been doing it all wrong for 250 years, but whatever. He, he sends this letter. Now, let's say that Congress doesn't go anywhere. Because that's what I would do. If I was Mitch McConnell, I'd be like, no, I'm here. Nobody's recessed. So how do recess appointments get made? Like what?
0: Okay, with a recess appointment, the office of the president sends the Senate Um, majority leader and the Senate minority leader a letter saying, I'm making a recess appointment, okay? So we're in uncharted territory in regards to adjournments. Does the president send the Speaker of the House, the Senate majority leader saying, hey, I'm adjourning you guys, because, you know, I think you have a disagreement as to whether or not you're still in session, okay? Now, does that mean... The Senate Majority Leader and the Speaker of the House, their offices send a letter back saying, oh no, we're not. <laughs>
1: nuh-uh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just one line, dear okay. President Trump. Nuh-uh. Uh, okay. XOXO.
0: <laughs> Nancy and Nancy Mitch. And
1: Mitch. <laughs> right? So, I mean,
0: again, we're in uncharted territory here, right? So if, if they push back and say we're not in recess and we don't think you can adjourn and then the president goes forward with recess appointments okay um you know in the case of of national national labor relations board versus canning the supreme court basically went ahead and said all of the decisions made by the nlrb okay um while those three commissioners were acting okay no longer in effect.
1: Yeah, but that's, Canning brought that lawsuit. Yes. Not the Congress.
0: Okay. So
1: if it happened now, could the Congress bring that lawsuit and say, Yes. You can't make, you can't make appointments, uh, recess appointments when we're not in recess?
0: Congress could, in one of the first, if you will, issues a federal court would address is, okay, has the Congress as an institution, okay, decided that they disagree with the president? Okay, you know, because remember, well, we talked about this in regards to whether or not uh, former White House legal counsel, Don McGahn, Had to uh, respond to a subpoena, right, to testify in front of the House of Representatives. And part of the logic of the DC Court of Appeals was well, the United States House had not taken an official vote. So, therefore, okay, the case is not yet ripe.
1: Okay. So they could take a vote saying we're not in recess. recess.
0: And we don't think the president can adjourn us because we're not in disagreement with the Senate. And if and both the House and the Senate, okay, agree, then the Congress could bring a lawsuit against the president, okay? Yeah, could,
1: could someone within say, oh, I don't know, like you, you used the CIA chief as the... As one of the appointment choices. Could someone within the CIA bring that case? Do they have standing? Chances
0: are no. Okay. Because how could they show that they've actually been injured?
1: Okay. Okay. So they'd Uh, have to show harm.
0: Yeah, they would have to show harm. which But is, the
1: Congress could show harm because they could say that's one of our powers. That's right. And we've been deprived of one of our constitutional, constitutional powers.
0: powers. Okay. The president has adjourned us. And don't we get to decide when we are or are not in session?
1: <laughs> right.
0: Mia, you are not working. Oh, yes, I am. No, you're not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 it, it it's funny to me that okay so um what's funny to me about that is that it it seems it seems like such a weird measure to take to get what he wants which is the appointments well no if what he really wanted was the appointments then what he should be doing is working with Mitch McConnell to get those pushed through.
0: Yes, okay. So it
1: seems like maybe that's not what he wants. And what he wants is to in some way punish Congress or usurp authority from Congress just because. I mean,
0: it could be a leveraging ploy. So he gets additional money for small business loans without all the add-on features that the Democrats in the House of Representatives want to attach, okay? Um, He could be using it to distract the nation from the criticisms his administration has received in response to the pandemic.
1: Look, a pterodactyl right? That's, that's my favorite. I can't even remember where I heard it the first time, but that's, you know, when you're, when you're pointing up something in a different direction, you're like, look, a pterodactyl, and then you run when the other person looks. I'm just saying that if I ever say that to you, it's because I'm trying to obfuscate something.
0: Well, I mean, you know, hey, it's like me with my daughter, right? Okay? She sees a puppy. Oh, hey, daddy, look, it's a puppy. What Mackenzie, you thought I wasn't gonna remember that I was just chastising you for not cleaning your room?
1: <laughs> like, oh man, but diversion, what... diversion, puppy diversion, um, <laughs> accelerated. Okay, so so the answer is it can be done, but it's going to it's going to be a giant can of worms if it gets opened that that may or may not ultimately serve the president's purposes because if this is another in the loss column for the president then then that becomes then those losses can be exacerbated people are starting to feel concerned about the economy. They're very concerned about COVID response. They're very concerned about um, testing and our problems with that in the United States. So adding a loss to that column might not be the smartest thing to do. It's an interesting question.
0: It's an interesting question. And politically, it's kind of sort of begs the question you asked about uh, whether or not the House of Representatives should have uh, went forward with impeachment when it knew more than likely the Senate would not find the president guilty. You know, are you wasting the country's time by doing something that you have to kind of sort of know there's a good chance or a chance you will lose? Okay, and that would be the criticism of the Trump administration. Why are you doing this? when you know there are larger issues that need to be addressed? Shouldn't you be devoting all of your energy and resources to you know, the pandemic and the effects of the pandemic on the economy instead of picking a battle with the United States Congress, a battle that many Americans okay, either aren't maybe interested in or don't truly understand I mean, you know, you know, think about it, Nia. You know, how many, you know, and and I shared this with you. After President Trump made his announcement that he was thinking about adjourning Congress yesterday, I had four of my colleagues in the political science department with PhD say, can the president actually do this? Okay, and these are people with advanced degrees in political science. Now Extrapolate to the American population. Okay, how many Americans actually are aware that there is an adjournments clause in Article Two of the Constitution?
1: Yeah, but also the Congress is about as popular as measles. <laughs> so you know what I mean. Like it's a fine line to walk. I'm, Ooh. I'm curious to see. I I suspect though that what happens is that the president often floats the worst case scenario because anything shy of that feels like, oh, dodged a bullet. You know what I mean? So I I think that saying I'm going to adjourn and put another 535 people on the unemployment rolls, um, which is effectively what you're doing when you adjourn Congress early, right? Because if they're in adjournment, do they get paid? I don't know. There's all kinds of issues but anyway, I think that it's in some time, in some cases, the president does this to test the water and see, and then pull back and say, oh, it's not as bad as, as all that yet. And everybody goes, oh, thank goodness, we don't have to have this fight, instead of, well, I don't yeah. know. Well, I mean. I, and I take th- your point that it's a lot distraction as well.
0: But earlier this week, I mean, to your point, near earlier this week, the president went ahead and said, uh, the president of the United States gets to decide when the country will reopen in terms of the pandemic, um, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, almost immediately, you had governors of various states hard hit by the pandemic who said, uh, no we will decide when our states will reopen. And the next day, the president went ahead and said, I will work with the governors. Right.
1: Right. Right. Because somebody pulled him aside and said, sir, you don't technically have the power to do that.
0: Yes. On the other hand, Trump then gets to go ahead and say, well, at least now I have governors talking about when they're going to reopen their states.
1: Exactly. He gets to say that he started the conversation.
0: Sure, he does. And you know
1: what? Sometimes it's okay if everybody wins a little bit in politics. Sure. You and I have talked a lot about on this podcast about, about trying to find the balance where everybody is equally unsatisfied, which is... Which is a good thing, right? In politics, you want everybody to be just a little bit pissed off and unhappy about what's happened because it gives them something to work with, right? Because being irritated is part of how you get people out to vote and that kind of thing. But it also, as long as one party is not massively, you know, under underdogged by the other party, then more or less everybody's equally unhappy and you can move on from there, which I think is not necessarily a bad thing.
0: Um, No, I mean, it kind of sort of goes back to uh, uh, an an adage that my grandmother used to use. And I initially thought she was saying it because she knew that I would frequently uh, anger and upset people, but she used to say, uh, you know, uh, John, uh, if, uh, everybody's angry with you, then you must be doing something right.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Uh, but, but also, you know, there, there comes a time when you have to pull together and yes, that's the other, the other thing. And I, I suspect that that's the harder it's the more complicated thing for Donald Trump because he's used to being by himself. He's used to decision-making by himself. He's used to accountability by himself, right? When his companies go under, it's his name on the company that's going under, right? Like Trump entertainment, the, the whole, you know, Atlantic city debacle that's on him because he, that his name was on it. And I think that there's, um,
0: <clears throat> and, and that's, but that's
1: hard for him to get out of that habit of, of learning to share glory and pain equally.
0: Well, and even just authority, Nia. I mean, that, that's one of the reasons why many presidential scholars and many election experts always cautioned against somebody who had never worked in government and whose primary, if you will, history or work experience was in the private sector, why they always cautioned against such a person being selected president. Because the president in the US system, the Madisonian model of government, shares authority, okay? Um, Now, if you use use that correctly, you can share blame, as you just mentioned, but it also means you share glory and you share authority, okay? And right or wrong, presidents frequently get blamed for things that maybe they had very little to do with, but we have a president currently who's basically putting all of, all of what the federal government does on himself, and that's what he's used to doing, as you just pointed out, Okay trump enterprises was about whom trump Trump. okay he was the brand right well when you're president of the united states yes you know for one term or maybe two it is the x administration the obama administration the bush II administration the trump administration but at the same time okay you don't get to go ahead and order the congress around even if it's of the same political party, controlled by the same political party as yours, okay? You just don't. The people you appoint to the federal courts can all turn around and go ahead and say, yeah, we're going to issue rulings you don't like, okay? Those ungrateful, you know, SOBs, right? Right. But that's the nature Of the US form of democracy, and if I dare say, for most democracies, you know, that's part of the hard work of governing, okay? You actually have to work with other people.
1: Yeah, you have to get along. Yeah. It's very Sesame Street, and if you can't do it, yes, okay? Then you end up making a mess of things and having to walk things back and having to lie. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: No, but I mean that's you know, and that's why, for instance, when during the 2016 presidential uh, campaign, people would ask me, you know, you know, do you agree with Trump supporters that because of his business background, he would be a a, a good president? And I said, actually, that gives me pause because those kinds of individuals, okay, probably are not used to the restrictions and limitations that are on the president. I mean, presidential scholars, for instance, still point to the fact that the president's most significant power is the power to persuade, because if the president can't persuade, okay, there are very few constitutional powers that presidents actually do have. Now, most modern presidents have been given a significant more authority because the U.S. Congress has done what? Delegated. Yeah, ceded its authority, okay? But without that secession, okay, um, if you look constitutionally, most presidents they better be really good at persuading other people to go ahead and do what they want. Okay? And maybe this is Trump's way of trying to persuade the Congress?
1: <laughs> I, the, <laughs> I don't know. That, that's that uh, a whole lot of stick and not a lot of carrot persuasion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, yes. I guess in a couple of weeks, we'll see if this has happened. And if it has, then we will come back to listeners with a, a follow-up podcast of, holy cow, we're now in completely uncharted territory once again. And, um, and we'll try to figure out where we go from there.
0: <laughs> Very true.
1: Thanks, Augie.
0: Thank you, Nia. Good questions.